Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday morning. I'm really excited to welcome on the program our next guest of today. To welcome back on the program, musician and author Aniela Emma Chowdhury. And she's back this time, not just to talk about her music, but about her debut latest book, The Accidental Orchestra. And she joins us live in the studio. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Aniela. Hi, Noreen. Thanks for having me back again. I'm Thank really you. happy to see you. I think um, we, we, we last spoke um, a few years ago, yeah. but I follow you on social media, so it's lovely to, to, to see you uh, in person. And I'd love for our listeners to also see you in person. Um, we're live on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So what have you been up to? Um, the last time we spoke was pre-pandemic. Yeah. It seems like you have so many projects going on. Yes, there's been a lot. Um, Aside from the teaching violin, which is what I do as my main income and my main uh, job, um, I'm also now coaching ensembles at two schools, which is great fun. I have a lovely, lovely bunch of children at at both schools and they're doing really well, so I'm very, very happy. And I've been writing. And you find the time to be a published author. That's (laughs) amazing. uh, it, It does take time. It takes quite a lot of time, so you have to be very time efficient with everything you're doing between planning lessons and, you know, working with my orchestra as well. So there's there's a lot, a lot going on and you have to carve out the time. You have to be really dedicated to doing that. Yeah. yeah. So what was the inspiration? Why did you decide to, to sit down to write a book? Well, I've always enjoyed writing um, and I've, I've particularly enjoyed writing in rhyme because it's musical and I actually find it easier than writing prose. I know lots of people say that that's not the way, but that's how I work. If you have a musical mind, exactly. It's how you hear the words. It's much easier for me. Um, And the stories are actually inspired by my students and my cats. Ah. At the the time that this was written, this was actually written in 2018. Um, So when it was written it was it came from a conversation that my husband and I were having over if our cats were musicians what would they play <laughs> it was it was one of those fun things that we you know we were we were just discussing what what would based on their personalities what might they play and uh, so that's very we wondered creative. what would happen if they created their own band or their own orchestra and and just watching their interactions with my students you know how one of them would see a violin and and, and leave the room another one would come and you know meow and and another one would just come and lie down in front of the students and expect belly rubs and I would have to constantly ignore the animal ignore the animal and or she'd be in my lap when I was teaching so these these stories inspired um well these stories were inspired by these experiences i also realized from having taught uh, taught in schools for a long time there aren't enough books about music and about orchestras and classical music um that are in a fun way they're either um educational Without being just fun stories where people are actually just getting together and in making music and, and loving it. You're right. Um, they're just non-fiction books on there music. Are, there yeah. are some. There are some nice stories here. Um, there are some, but there's not enough. Um, so I, I wanted to make sure that you, you know there was there was more. 
that people could have a choice of what kinds of things that they're they're reading. There's a, there's another lovely series created by a, um, another Hong Kong author here. And it's called the Happy Gabby series, and that that's a lovely thing. And so, while whilst that's wonderful, we need more. We need more things. So this is entirely different, and it's they're told in rhyme. They're they have a they have a different feel, and of course they're all cats. Yeah, <laughs> and there are yeah. many many cat lovers here. Yeah. So what is it about then? What sorts of things can you share with us okay. without giving too much away? Okay, so the accidental orchestra is when the cats, the sort of the main group of cats who are based on the animals we have had and uh, we have one left unfortunately because they keep getting very very old, old and yes. crossing over um so our our final remaining family member is about to turn 18 so this is all about <laughs> so this is about all of them um and their little adventures so in this one they are in the park and they discover that the bandstand has been repaired and they want to put on a little concert and of course being cats um it's a little bit chaotic. Um, and our one of our other main characters, Charlie, comes in and she sort of saves the day by set, setting them in the right places and creating some order by becoming the conductor. And she accidentally creates the town's first orchestra. Wow. And I know you brought along your book, yes. The Accidental Orchestra. If you can hold yes. it up for our listeners to, to check out on Facebook. Wow, it's beautiful. Can you do a, a reading for us, Aniela? Sure. Excellent. I'll, I'll select a little bit from In the Middle, so you'll have to buy the book to yes. <laughs> read the beginning and find out what happens at the end. Okay, so this is where the cats have met at the bandstand, and it's all a little bit chaotic. So, all the cats met at the bandstand at three and sat wherever a seat was free. With instruments out, they started to tune, it was hard, all squashed in, without very much room. The cats began playing whatever they could. It sounded awful, like no music should. There were loud toots and squeaks and scratches and bellows, but nobody minded the noise of their fellows. As Charlie walked over, she heard the blare of the band of cats upon the air. What is this noise? This can't be our group. It sounds appalling, like musical soup. The brass played sharp and the winds played flat. The bows of the strings went this way and that. A dreadful cacophony, a hullabaloo. No, no, muttered Charlie. This never will do. Stop, stop, she shouted, but no one could hear. The din was so loud it was hurting her ears. She laid down her case and picked up a stick. Aha, she thought, this might do the trick. She waved the stick wildly and tapped on the rail. She mewed and she hissed and she swished her tail. The musicians fell silent when they saw her face. Now, exclaimed Charlie, let's fix this disgrace. Whoa, that's a good cliffhanger to, <laughs> Thank you. to, to end it up. The illustrations are also beautiful. Yes. Aniela, talk us through the process of because it's done by somebody else mm -hmm. not based in hong kong no no that's right our illustrator is a wonderful man named daniel mccloskey he is irish and he lives and works in newcastle in the uk and uh he receives the most awful sketches from me <laughs> think circle two triangles and stick arms and legs maybe a tail um with with the name of the cat in the middle um and so what I do is I, I basically I can see the story in my mind. It plays almost like a cartoon. 
And so I will sketch it out horrifically badly and send the scans to him and he will make sense of it and he will add the most unexpected beautiful details and things that I could not possibly imagine that bring it to life. It, you know, it's amazing. Also, as an author and as a musician, you can actually see all the pictures. Because in the past, sometimes when we speak to mm. some of the authors, they're like, no, I came up with a text, but you can actually visualize yes. it. So so did the image come first for you or did the text come first for you or did it just I sort think, of depend? I think that it, it's, it's dependent on what I'm doing. It, there's not a, I think when I'm thinking of a story, it's very visual. Even when I'm reading a novel. I, I have such a clear picture in my mind of of characters, of location, of small details um, that when I'm writing my own stories, it sort of happens. I don't have an image of what all of the all of the sort of extras of the cats look like or and anything like that. But the um, the main ones are very clear. Yes, the main yeah. ones are very clear because I've looked at them for twenty years. <laughs> my home um, and also how I want them to look how I want them to be dressed based on their personalities and for example the bandstand my husband and I looked at over 212 bandstands through the ages through time and locations and we made a composite of our favorite elements of the ones that we like the best yeah. so we do a lot of research um, it's, it's very important. It's not just, well, this is how I want it to look. We, we decide what kind of flowers we want, what kind of um, colours. You know, this, this book is very yellow and it's very bright and yeah. very cheerful. Um, other books may be differently um, coloured. But what we will do is we will back and forth with Daniel. Yeah, He'll send something and if the sketch isn't quite what we're looking for, we'll... we'll tennis ball it until it's exactly how we want it that's really yeah. good and it's such a good process that yeah. you've you've learned because this is your debut book yes. also um what did you learn along the way you you self-published as well what did mm. you learn along the way well we're still learning um very much um we're always surprised by how much we don't know and how much there's still to learn um with this book we we did a lot of research into paper the type of paper, the type of print. We wanted it printed with soy ink because it's a lot more environmentally friendly. Um, we wanted to have good quality. Everything must be very high quality um, to go out into the world for, for people. Um, we learned about um, the standard sizes of books. All, all sorts of things. That I, we I left... would never know, even though we're book lovers well, ourselves. Exactly. I mean, it's the sort of thing we never really consider. I mean, having had many years in schools, I, I remembered which were the most comfortable to sit and read upside down to a class or which were easy to hold at bedtime for your children or And the in font story you time. used as well, the size of it is great because even at this distance... Yes away from you I can still see the detail I can mm -hmm. still see so it is a so yeah. the full credit for all of that and the design of the book goes to my husband Stuart he yeah. does all of that he actually built the book he learned how to do it because we were not in a position to be able to pay somebody to do it so we've this is learned a labor of love yes really yeah. and it's been a fantastic one and we were very 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 honoured and excited to win our first award for the book as well. Congratulations. We won the, um, in the category of performing arts, the Purple Dragonfly 
um, book award and we also got an honourable mention in their picture books, children's picture books for six years old and uh, six years old and older. So we were very, um, very, very surprised and happy with that. Wow, Aniela, and I got goosebumps. This is just the beginning. It it really is. Yeah. So maybe this is your calling, Um, you know, an author, well, as well as a musician. I think think there's definitely, uh, there's going to be a side by side for me. I I could never not teach and I could never not play. That's a massive part of my heart. And also it's from your experience of all of that, that you could channel it into something, you know, into your book. Yes, I I think so. And there's there's so many stories to tell. Um, You know, there's there's so many moments that you have with students. There's so many interactions. There's so so much in a relationship that you have with a student that's beyond the music that that. You know the the tales that there might be something that happened that's that's inspired by one of those interactions. Yeah. Um, certainly for one of the books I'm in the process of writing now, um, the title of that is "I Don't Want to Practice." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there's a so again, it's going to be a humorous. All the stories have to be funny and teach about music in a humorous way. So. Um, you know, they they are very much influenced by what I see and hear on a daily basis. We've got a minute left before the, for, for the news. Um, there's also a concert. I know you're so busy with yeah. other projects. What other projects do you have okay, on? Okay, so um, as the leader or concertmaster of the SAR Philharmonic, we do children's concerts called the Classics for Kids concerts um, every year. This year, there will be four concerts um, over the 2nd and 3rd of December and they are for children of any age. Babies are welcome and you can dance and sing and jump around and make as much noise as you like with the music. So the live orchestra will be there, will be dressed up in colourful Christmas things and I believe the theme this year is the colours of Christmas. Excellent. So well, do come along. Aniela, remind our listeners once again, have you got a website? Are you on social media? Yes. How can we buy your book? So you can buy this book, uh, The Accidental Orchestra, in Bookazine, the Lion Rock Press, the DNA store at the Cultural Centre, or through our website if you'd like a signed copy, which is www.sixcatstudios.com. Excellent. Thank well, you. thank you so much, Aniela Emma Chowdhury, for joining us, talking about her debut book, an award-winning book as well, yeah. The Accidental Orchestra. Congratulations. Thanks, Noreen, for having me. Thank you me. so much. Thank you.